Let's go. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Town TV. We are very excited to be starting our coverage of Apple Plus's newest sci-fi TV show, Silo. I am your host, Jim, and I'm joined by my best friend and huge friend of the pod, Tyler. If you're a fan of Town TV, you'll probably recognize his voice from our coverage of Severance. He recently joined Kathleen for our latest coverage of Barry, and we did a top five episode for... What was that for? Right before the end of 2022, right? Yeah, that was for uh, 2022. A little yeah, Emmy's pod. Fun. Yeah, so you you probably heard Tyler's voice before, but if you're listening from our dedicated silo feed, then welcome to Town TV. We are a television podcast that covers so many shows, but we created this dedicated silo feed to make it super easy for you all to follow along with us week to week. So please hit that subscribe button to stay up to date. If you found us via the search feed by searching Silo, then you found our Silo feed, but please be sure to check out our main podcast feed at Binstown TV because we have seven hosts who cover 50 to 75 TV shows with over 350 plus episodes, so we're sure we've covered something you guys would love. Right now, we're covering Yellow Jackets and Succession. Kathleen and Tyler just did a mid-season review of Barry, and we also just finished up Mando. And now we have Silo. So we've been pretty busy lately, and we want you guys to come along for the ride. So please hit that subscribe button. But anyway, now let's get this party started, Tyler. We have Silo, episodes one and two, Town TV. We were originally, we were going to cover only sci-fi, and then we figured there's too much good TV. We have to cover everything. Funnily enough, we covered a show called The 100. That was the first ever show that we covered. Tyler, I'm not going to make you hear me talk about it. But basically, when I watched Silo, it was pretty funny because fans of The 100 will recognize the premise a little bit. It's post-apocalyptic, hiding in a bunker. The 100, you're hiding in the Ark up in space. There's a lot of similarities there, but that's over with three years ago. Let's, well, so let's get this. When did The 100 episode. come out? The 100 came out. 10 years ago because this book is from 2011 so who ripped off who so yeah so here's the deal this book is based on the wool series written by hugh howie if i'm pronouncing correctly Mm -hmm. now the hundred came out in 2013 the book series that's a book series as well written by cass morgan if dude cass morgan did find a little inspiration cass morgan's a fraud dude but now the the funny thing about it is i like the differences and we'll we're gonna go dive in really deep into this. We're going to talk about how we thought about the episodes, episode one, Freedom Day, episode two, Holson's Pick. We're going to talk about theories. We're going to talk about the characters, the acting, everything. But well, the other the, the other difference, Jim, is that this is on Apple Plus. What was hundred <laughs> on? I'm not going to allow you to talk. I'm not going to allow you. What to was talk the hundred on right? again? I just wanted. To, I was. I'm I have no fellow Benchtown members to defend the hundred. One of our favorite shows, but the hundred <laughs> actually, yeah, it, this is different because with Silo, it's hugely a mystery. There's a lot going on. They don't know why they're in the silo. They don't know what is actually outside. For the hundred, they knew post-apocalyptic nuclear war destroyed the earth. They specifically went to the Ark to save themselves. They know that it's most likely not habitable at this point. And then the, the hundred gets sent down to earth to test it out. So it's a totally different, uh, I, I'm messing not necessarily around. I'm genre, messing around but yeah, you. like, like vibe, but I know you're messing with me, dude. Cause you're, you're a prestige TV guy. I know what your deal is. <laughs> I'm just pushing, pushing your buttons. So what did you, what did you think of the, uh, the first episode? And get started. I really, I really enjoyed it. I did. I thought that again, we were built on sci-fi. So especially when it comes to mystery, I was pretty much in by the premise. The trailer got me. I really enjoyed uh, going through this episode. I like the fact that we have a story where uh, you're starting 
showing us a little bit later into the story, backtracking, giving us some more information, and then going forward again. I saw the trailer. I saw Rashida Jones was in it, and the episode starts, and she's not alive. And I was like, whoa, okay, damn, we're not, <laughs> is she only going to be like a quick thing in this in this show? And now we don't know exactly. That's the mystery. We don't know what happens when you actually leave, so we don't know how much we're going to see them again. But I loved Holston's actor was great. He's a great character. Rashida Jones, inquisitive, one of those cool protagonists that just needs to know answers. I really enjoyed her as well. We got a Tim Robbins randomly. He's just like, hey, what's up, guys? I guess you'll see me more later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look, it, it's it's interesting. Whenever there's a sci-fi story um, and a mystery at the same time, this has nothing in common with Severance besides those two facts. But right. it is that same idea that not only do we need to introduce this mystery to you as the viewer, but we need to introduce this world that exists. Um, yep. I like the first episode. I do think that's a that's a hard line to walk. Yeah. What I mean by that is, you know, you've got an hour of television, and you're trying to develop characters. You're trying to give me backstory on what this world is and present a mystery. I thought that they did a good job. I will say Holston is played by David Ayelowo, mm -hmm. who was, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but he was played MLK in the movie Selma, which was an Oscar favorite back years ago. Um, I haven't honestly seen him in much since then. So when I when I saw he was in this show, I was pretty intrigued because that was a, you know, an Oscar movie. He got nominated for an Oscar for his role. And the pairing of him and Rashida Jones, who, you know, I like Parks and Rec. I like I Love You, Man. I, love I man. don't necessarily buy her as a dramatic lead. I, I was looking at the trailer and I was like, there are some home run casts in here. If yeah. This is Apple TV. You know, they have Tim Robbins money. Tim Robbins yeah. is just is coming in. Um, He's Christopher and, Walken in, in Severance. Yeah. I mean, in the second episode, you've got the mother from Succession is busting in. I know you're not a, a Succession yeah. head, but that was that was kind of crazy. And I'm not as familiar with Rebecca Ferguson. I know her from being in Dune and Mission Impossible, but I know that she's kind of like an up and coming actress. So Apple's throwing their weight around, but. I will say for me, I really liked the first two episodes. I'm really excited to see this show continue to develop. I did have some issues with just the relationship of Allison and Holston, the, mm -hmm. the deputy and Rashida Jones character. Not, nothing that they did wrong. It was simply the fact that you're trying to make me care about a relationship, develop like this distrust in the world in one character and then also introduce me to everything that's going on and i just didn't find it that big of a deal when she when she dies quote unquote when she says i want to go out yeah yeah like i think for the show they want you to be like oh my god like that really hits and this is where just from from my vantage point I know most people want it. It's like, where's the chase and how do I cut to it with a show? But that's where if you would have given me an extra episode with those two characters, I would have mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. But to your point, this is a mystery. And 
you know, maybe we don't need more time with them because we're going to get more time with them later. So, yeah, that's kind of the overarching piece. But just for the for the listeners out there and just a rundown of these of these two episodes quickly, we're introduced to David Ayelowo's character, Holston, right in the beginning. It's just starting off with him telling the guy from from remember the titans the coach <laughs> remember the titans he's a, he's he, in halloween recently man he, he's he will Patton. you know him you know him <laughs> i know i mean he's the coach remember the titans yeah, yeah um telling him that he wants to to go outside and then we are taken back 3 years into the relationship of Allison and Holston Holston is the what is he the deputy i guess his name is the Holson's sheriff the, the, sheriff. the sheriff he's the sheriff right? yes we're introduced to their relationship. They have a year to try and conceive. Uh, they give us a little bit of quick clue about the age ranges. Rashida Jones character says that she's 38. Um, and they almost, they go through that year and introduce you to the world that way. So they are in a silo, a long, you know, at least we know hundred, hundred plus story, um structure i loved the silo the look of it it reminded me of being in like a a star wars themed type thing like a lot of attention to detail um i'm really excited to learn more about like the different types of people that are there what who's Mm -hmm. on each level where the kids are where the older people are what the cafeteria food is like like i'm a nerd for that type of stuff so they give you a taste and they help you understand through the pregnancy that Allison and Holston are, are attempting kind of the limitations of this world. You know, they have birth control in all the women that is controlling the population. I did catch in the second episode, the mayor, she makes the point that she used to knit 25 things a year for 50 a year that would cover you know, a fifth of the kids, they lay out the math. So I was interested by all that piece, but Allison being in it gives you the first quick, you know, the only time in first two episodes that we see Tim Robbins character comes out and tells her, Hey, you know, you wrote a post about being able to retrieve deleted messages. You know, what's good. What did you think of Tim Robbins goatee? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> looks good man he, tim robbins always looks good to me he has like the full-on like colonel sanders like white and white on yeah, white <laughs> white hair Wait, white goatee. i'm taking so if i take shawshank out of the running what's your favorite or most me- memorable oh tim dude dude are you, mystic are you going river, where I'm go- oh, you're going mystic river <laughs> oh my god i love mystic river too yeah that i know tim robbins um is obviously you know, just a super, super important actor for so many different for so many different roles that he's played. But yeah, the uh, Mystic River just Woo. just jumps out to me. So love really seeing does. love seeing him. Um, mm-hmm. And I have to imagine from the trailer that he's going to be a big part. I'm I'm hoping that he's going to be a huge part yeah, of this show yeah. moving forward. Can't imagine um, he's not. So you know, in all seriousness, Rashida Jones' character is in IT. And through her, we see two people before she has to go outside. We see a Mm -hmm. woman who is more of conspiracy theorist about why people can't have children. Certain people can't have children. And we see 
um, we see another character. Uh, his name is George in the show, but he is the person that is interested in these relics, these yeah. things from the old time. Did you personally feel like, what did you think about those two interactions and just overall the, the way that they presented the world and Rashida Jones beginning to have that lack of trust in the silo, the, the world that they have. Right. The world. It's definitely interesting. And I, I do want to preface this. I probably should have said this earlier. Me and Tyler have not read the books. We have no idea what's going to happen in this show. Although We'd I like did, to have... I tell you, I ordered wool on. Okay. Amazon okay. Because I, again, I like the, the episodes. I'm going to be critical because I watch everything with a critical eye, but I liked it. So I uh, am interested in reading the book wool. So we usually do like to maybe have one or so subject matter expert who's read the source material, whether it's like House of the Dragon for Game of Thrones, uh, Wheel of Time, things like that, just to have a little bit of an extra eye on it. But really, we do appreciate not seeing the source material because we want to cover this as a television show. We're a television podcast, so we don't want to have any preconceived notions here. Mm -hmm. um, so I do really have no idea what's happening with the show. I have I've not seen any spoilers, nothing like that, which is obviously great. So, yeah, Rashida Jones's character has the the article that can retrieve the the data files, the deleted files. And you could tell that's obviously a big no-no. Throughout this episode and throughout episode two, we find out that the big mystery, obviously, is they're trying to say it's the rebellion that destroyed everything. And we're going to probably find out that it's something bigger is going on. And and there's a reason why the relics and, and all the past information has been um, you know, remove. I think the relic thing is cool as shit. Like calling them relics and then having certain things like camcorders and and Those obviously the ones and <laughs> and the holsted saying what the hell is that in episode two when he sees the Pez dispenser. I just think that's yeah. really cool. And the fact Agreed. that it's like relics are not allowed, they're punishable by, you know, I guess I don't know if it's punishable by leaving the silo. It sounds like there's different penalties, right? Because right. like the watch that Rebecca Ferguson's character has is approved, but it still stands there is out. Holson has mentioned in the second episode of, well, I think Allison does too of the hard drive that George Wilkins has being punishable by being made to go outside. Right. So, right. And that's a little bit different. different like the hundred, the hundred, the population control is similar to the silo where, it's not approval to have a kid. It's you can have one kid per family, but then also any punishable act, you get floated, it's called. You, you get sent out in, into space. So that's where I was confused a little bit. But yeah, so she finds this way of retrieving the data files. <laughs> Tim Robbins comes in and he's pretty like monotone. He's pretty just like, yo, I understand what you're trying to do here, but I deleted it and follow the rules, blah, blah, blah. Now he seems mm -hmm. like he's going to be to me, someone who's flying under the radar, I feel like he's placed in there to be able to control and make sure no one is is getting into other craziness. Yeah, I mean, it, it to that point, you know, the premise of this show is that people have been in this silo, this underground, long, you know, multi hundred plus floor structure. We don't know how long they've been. Uh, they've been down there, but 140 years ago. There was a rebellion with people trying to leave. 
The rebellion was stopped, but apparently the rebellion destroyed all their books and their data, which basically all again, their history. And yeah, you know, the, to me, I think it's interesting because it's posing this idea of like 140 years go by. People are being born into this. When you're born into a particular world, you stop having the so many questions. That's why I think mm-hmm. it's important that one of the individuals questioning it, this the woman that's helping with fertility is older because you mm-hmm, would imagine mm-hmm. the older folks that are a little bit closer to the 140 years would be more interested, but it poses this question because I think, you know, from watching it myself as the viewer, your mind sh- probably should jump to why the hell would people just assume that these rogue people were trying to just kill everybody and then destroyed all of their data. It doesn't make any sense, but then you do have to remind yourself there's a lot of things in the history of the world that we know that don't make any sense. Even even 80 years ago, 140 years ago that are awful. So, and we just assume that what we read in the history books is correct. So why wouldn't they, um, that's something that's cool about the show to me. I think that's where the sci-fi aspect is a really powerful tool to me personally as a viewer. And it is really interesting to see almost like the seed of doubt being in someone's head and the blossoming of that idea. That's what I think they do really well. They, they have the option in a, in an hour in the first episode, in my mind of like, you can either really develop the relationship between Allison and Holston, or you can just hope that, you know, you've got David Ayello, Rashida Jones. They're really leaning on those two's performances to, to help you as the viewer see the love between them. But then they use the dialogue and the writing of the episode to really push this blossoming. I like to live in a world, you know, give them an extra episode. Don't make me choose yeah. between one or the other, but I thought that they did an effective job of the, you know, planting of doubt and the growth of it over time in Rashida Jones' character, really captured by her and George seeing this picture, which you don't know exactly what the video is, but when they uncover in the hard drive is a picture of clearly green trees and scenery, um, again, which I thought was a really cool way that they did that. You could just see yeah. the you could see it in like her glasses. Through her glasses. Yeah, yeah, Is yeah. Really cool. Well, um, you, you make a really good point, honestly, when it comes to the relationship between Rashida Jones and, well, let's go with names now, I guess, Holston and Allison. The relationship between them and also the world building that they have to do all in one episode. Because, like you said, not only are they ha- having to give us world building, but they also have to give us a mystery and they also have to give us a relationship that we care about. You have to have a situation here where Allison and Holston, Holston is crying like crazy when he's doing his duty, letting her go out. And you have to care because this relationship is the reason that brought him, someone who was fully abide by the law, tunnel vision, abide by the silo rules, like don't ask questions. I'm just making sure the order stays. Yeah, he wasn't ever... He wasn't ever asking questions and he really wasn't all the way up until he let her out, 
even when she said she's giving him like, here's the birth control. He believed the doctor when the doctor said this is a placeholder or this is something that's yeah, going to that is that's actually the that's crazy to me because when she cuts the birth control out, that her, should be like, whoa, you're right. You are right. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was I loved that twist. I liked yeah. th- that was really good. And again, I found myself going, oh, my God, like she has to cut birth control out of her and you're still not buying her. Right. It does go into the same idea I said before of like. You've been told something some a certain way your entire life. He is an order order follower, right? He's a sheriff. And that is why it is super important to nail down in episode one how much he loves her and their relationship, because that's the only reason that he decides to go out because the the seeds that were planted where he's like, now I need to know. Yeah. He does want to know what the deal is outside, but really it's, I want to know if my wife is right. And if she's alive and I want to go to her, if she's actually out there, I'm done not knowing if that body right there is hers or not. And again, that's where you have to nail that. But at the same time, you have to give us this whole world building, this whole mystery. I thought they did pretty well. And I think you're right, Tyler. Like I think, You have to choose a priority. I definitely would have loved one more episode of Allison and Holston. Well, this is also a nitpick without knowing where the show is going, because you mentioned like you hope you see them again. And it makes me think that the reason we don't develop their relationship as much as a mistrust is because we're not going to see them again as much. And that was Mm. why the second episode It's funny, you know, if you look at the two episodes, the first episode is a lot more going on, a lot more information and action. And the second episode is really just like a bit of an introduction to Juliet, played by Rebecca Ferguson. What it solidified to me was that she is the star of this show. She is. She's going to be the star. And I know that she is in all the trailers and her pictures on it, but they almost disarm you as a viewer with. David Yellowo and Rashida Jones, who are two more iconic, you know, face front actors and actresses to, as a viewer, make you care about what they're telling you. And what they're telling Mm -hmm. you is there is a lot of doubt that exists in the silo. And here's like a a relationship to view it through where Mm, Rebecca Ferguson's character like the scenes that they show of her flashing back with the, with George Wilkins, um, Ferdinand Kingsley, just to give him a shout. I had never seen the actor before, but we're, <laughs> we're using everybody else's name. So, um, I felt like those were the scenes that I wish I saw in Holson and Allison. The fact that the show is capable of giving you those scenes, you know, when you watch a lesser show, they just go past that because they're not thinking about it. That made me as a viewer more confident in the series going forward because it told me Juliet and George's relationship is what we are being told to really care about. We needed to know about Allison and Holston to have this seed of doubt that is going to linger through the series and be and be Juliet's main driver into looking for more information. But if you think about it, she's only doing it because she loved George. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He's not doing it because she is like, you know, Allison's character and has these ideas. 
she's literally going into back tunnels and just being like, oh, yeah, there's just water down there. Like, she, yeah, she's yeah. Just like banging George back there. Like, oh, yeah, she's like, this, this is pretty sweet. This is a cool area. But it's a cool little area. Does the viewer need to know that she loved George to really buy that she's going to go down the rabbit hole of investigating his death? So let me just throw this at you right now. We'll put it on the board. Do you think that they're actually dead when they leave the silo? Did it kill the two of them? Or do you think that they do survive? Like, you know, they could change the the visuals. Obviously, we know that. And they might be in the outside world, but we just won't see them. Or do you think we will see them again? I think they will be heard from again. But Mm -hmm. I don't know if it would be this season. They've almost tied the, the knot around them. Because... You know that Juliet's character, after her last conversation with Holston three months ago, she hasn't seen him since then. Yep. So Holston's character's tied off, and Allison's character's essentially tied off. You could get a flashback, but they're not important. Now, as the viewer, we've got Juliet, who knows that something is up. Her love, George Wilkins, is killed. The person that she shared that with, Holston, went out. And Holston told her that he'll give her a sign when he's done. Yeah. And he's done his research. Now, I, with any mystery, I'm not as perceptive as the rest of the Bingetown cast in what's <laughs> going on on a first right. watch. You guys watch Severance the first time and you're like, oh man, like, I wonder if, like, that's the. In the first episode, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> but for me, I'm watching the, the episode and kind of going along with, with everything happening. But when I went back and rewatched it, I'm going to drop a couple Easter eggs on you because you're asking about where this show is going. Okay. So Holston, in the second episode, tells Juliet's character. So he there's George Wilkins is murdered. Again, now we're catching up with what's happening in episode two. George Wil- Wilkins the individual who had the hard drive that Allison's character looked through. He knew something was up. He saw there was a tunnel in that first episode that's down at the bottom of the silo. Mm -hmm. He's murdered. And you're introduced to Juliet, Rebecca Ferguson, the main character, because she is an engineer that is keeping the silo running. She's keeping the silo running and she's making the claim that George was murdered, which is obviously taken seriously in that second episode. That's where maybe another viewer would say, oh, that was more, a more boring episode. That episode was meaty, right? They yeah. are giving you, they're giving you George and Rebecca's relationship, which is going to be, again, in my mind, very important. But mm-hmm. it's Holston seeing for the first time that his wife was working on the hard drive. Because if you recall, when she passes, they interrogate George Wilkins and he says that he never saw her after the first time, which is a lot. Yep. Right. Yep. So he sees her handwriting and then three months pass and now he's going outside. He told her that he would give her a signal. Now, the first things that happen in the show, I, I didn't catch it. I only caught it because I rewatched it. So he, okay. puts, so he goes in, he puts flowers down. On the note, mm-hmm. he writes, you need to order the flowers. He, yep. in his house, the vent that's in his house, he takes the screws off of his vent. Okay, There's okay. There's to the vent. And then at the tail end, when 
the guy from Remember the Titans. <laughs> when yep, you, yep. I got to remember his name for Remember the Titans because all I know is Coach Boone, the adversary of Coach Boone. That eventually, <laughs> that eventually in a, Peyton in a nice Penitieri's light. dad. He he says the note that Holson wrote says that Juliet should be the sheriff, but if not, give her my badge, which is my personal property. Yep. And what do you want to bet that there is something inscribed on the back of his badge that only she's going to understand because he told her he didn't give her the same, you know, Allison told Holston, if I go out there and it's actually green, I'm going to clean it. Yeah. And if it's not, I'll just go die. She cleans it. Holston, for whatever reason, still doesn't buy. He's like, man, talk about not trusting your wife. He's like, <laughs> he's like, the birth control was it was just a placeholder. You know, you could you're cleaning, you're a liar. Like, he's, yeah. Um, his name is Ki- Coach Bill Yost. Yost, that was gonna kill me. I can see the the fat guy in the stands, the one parent yelling at him. Yes! Yes! when he pulls his son uh played by freaking um what's his face the super famous actor now guy from drive um, and la la land oh, oh ryan ryan gosling yeah, yeah ryan yeah. gosling he pulls him out classic coach, uh, coach yost move i um, can't believe coach yost would do that all right so reeling it back into what you were saying before we start talking a little remember the titans um, I really do like the Easter eggs. You know, Benchtown loves those Easter eggs, man. So the badge thing is really, really cool. And to go from there, at the very least, the badge being given to her as a personal item is a sign. Her being named the sheriff is obviously a sign. That's going to be huge. But, and I know we're jumping around here, but towards do the end think, of episode, Do you think Juliet is actually going to be named the sheriff? So well, let's get into this first. So let's get into this part first. She is MIA when it comes to the silo right now. So ending of episode two, she's down in the tunnels. She is hanging from a rope above whatever's in the water. Okay. A little side note here. I thought it was really freaking cool that they would have never known how to swim, obviously. So they're thinking water yeah, she is death. Hates, yeah, she hates water. They're saying water, death. Like they don't even realize that you can swim. So that's really cool to me. But Going back to the situation with the mayor and our our favorite, remember the Titans coach, she seemingly seems like she's seemingly seems like she's okay right now. She seems like she's one of our friends and that could be a a farce. And that's what I want to talk to you about first. But she finds out after all this time, after however long it's been, the deputy brings the note to her and says, well, you know what? We do have someone who was named sheriff. And he reads the letter and it says Juliet is named Sheriff. And like you said, please give her my badge. The mayor says, I would like to talk to her before making any decisions. I want to at least talk to this girl and see who she is. Mm -hmm. So right now, it seems like she is about to walk 170 stories or whatever it is to go find Juliet. And we're thinking Juliet's not going to be found at this time. So. I'm not thinking. Or do you you think think that that? she's going to get out? Well, because she's down in the in the tunnel. Or do you think by the time our mayor gets down there, she's going to be back doing her thing? I'm trying to I'm trying to understand how time moves because a couple examples. Allison's character when the first time she goes to George Wilkins, she's saying, "Oh, I have to stay the night because it's going to be a long walk." And then when Holston and Coach Yost go down to meet Juliet. 
They say it takes them a day to get down there. So <laughs> it's not just like they're going up and down 120 stories in a, you know, in a building. You can see that the stories are uh, are bigger. And the reason that the mayor says that she wants to go down is to show her face. Yeah. So you imagine there's going to be, you know, some kissing babies, some shaking hands. I think. Right. From what so you think she's going to she's going to go show, and stop at some hotels on the way? Well, I mean, giving us time to have our resolution of what happens with Juliet. She finds out what she wants to find out, gets back up the rope, goes to where she is, and then she meets with the mayor, which is fair. I That's still fine. Think there's, I still think there's going to be that tension. Okay, the mayor is coming to meet her. Meanwhile, she's hanging from a rope near the, right. near the water. So I still think that tension is going to be there, but she does have a lot of time. Now, yeah. if she's soaking wet when she meets the mayor, yeah, right? yeah. there's a lot of things that could happen, but... They did present it in a way that it seems like the mayor is going to take a day to get down there. Okay. Okay. And now, what do you think of the mayor at this point? Do you think it's fair to say that she's a friend? It's funny that you say that because up until right this second, I wasn't even it's this is your, you know, (laughs) sci-fi background to be questioning things because I'm like, oh, yeah, the mayor seems seems now. She does hold the hand of Coach Yost in the first episode, so you got to assume they're fucking. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a husband, and there's no sanctioned relationship, so maybe they're unsanctioned. Her and her and Yost. Maybe her and Yost are just getting in on the side as they're making decisions. We haven't fully learned. We know that there's a mayor tied to like a sheriff, but there's the order which is kind of the mm-hmm. overarching thing. And then there is the um, the judicial system or... Uh, isn't, don't they call it judicial? Yeah, I think it's called judicial. So they've got like, you know, state government, judicial, you know, the shadow order that's hanging out there for all we know that, that you assume Tim Robbins is going to be part of. Okay, well, let me pause you there. My assumption, and and this is why I love doing these kind of podcasts, because when it comes to sci-fi world building episodes one and and two of a show, everything is so wide open that it's so hard. It's not even worth almost giving any theories because usually it's so ridiculous and we're off by a lot. Now, there's obviously some overarching theories you could try to give, but my assumption when I was watching these is that judicial might be the ones behind that order that you're talking about and that Tim Robbins' character, Bernard, is... And it's hard to say Bernard without thinking Westworld, but is a plant from judicial. That's my thought. There's two ideas. So I'm going to first go into my view of the difference between the sheriff's office and judicial. And then Mm -hmm. I want to hit on Tim Robbins for a second. So the way I took it is when do you see judicial? You only see judicial once, right? So somebody going outside you know, being in jail, that's the sheriff's responsibility. The only right. time you see judicial is when there's unrest and people are getting like the crowd is starting to get crazy. That's or when, they when come. relics are involved. Or, they, or when relics are involved. Yeah. So it almost seems like the sheriffs are keeping general order where their purpose is to stop like mass rebellion. Yeah. yeah, mass craziness. See, but that's now, that's where I feel like that's a point for me because when you're saying they're trying to stop rebellion. The rebellion would be they're pissed about what's outside or what's going on. And also the relics 
why is it such a big deal that no one can find a relic? That's, you know, why is it yeah, so that, against that the gets law into to have Tim a relic? Robbins. And again, it might be, who knows whether he's just a red herring or he's part of judicial or he's part of this order. But what it makes clear to me in this world that they've constructed, the reason the relics are so important, it's like you think about what is the most important thing in God. It's a, it's a bigger talk about society right now. But in this fiction, in science you know, fiction world, information is the most important thing. They don't have information past 140 years ago. Their information yep. is being kept. And guess what? Tim Robbins' character, the only thing we know about him is that he's leading the IT folks that control all the information. So his yeah. character is in charge of information and how it's going out. So I'm looking at it, and what I'm assuming is the judicial branch is going to be a tool for someone like Tim Robbins' character to keep order, but... I'm just going off of a two minute trailer where yep. they show common has like a family and stuff. So it almost is like everybody's following different orders, but who is the hive mind? Cause there's somebody behind it. And yep. that's where I think you don't bring in Tim Robbins and give him the, the with credit, you know, it's yeah. David Ayola, Rashida Jones, common with Tim Robbins. Like, yeah, I think he's going to be behind more of this order. They know so he could be a higher up person of the order and hiding in plain sight. Exactly. Now, okay. I like that. Other... I mean, it's it's similar. It just depends if you believe judicial is part of the order or not. Like, I really like your theory. My theory, I guess, is technically different because I'm saying he could be a plant, meaning he might not be as important. You know, you're saying he could be higher up, like somebody yeah, I'm saying, high like, up. He's the yeah, like he's he could be the big be dog. The, yeah, he's going to be the you know the antagonist of the story. Now, right. the other thing that's interesting. So Rashida Jones leaves. You know, she goes out. She cleans then she walks and she crumples and dies and holston goes out he looks around she's clearly not dead because she's not yep. in the spot there's no he, bodies there's no bodies there but he is struggling to breathe like that's yep. real he's struggling yep. to breathe the thing that tipped me when i watched it again a second time i gotta watch it two times before i come up with any theories for like you guys <laughs> it's showing us him struggling he takes off his helmet which they're like, did anyone ever do that before? Right. He takes off his helmet. But the thing is, like, it's showing him struggling looking at the world when he's in his helmet. But it never shows you as the viewer when he takes off his helmet, him looking at, at the world. You know, my first thought when he was struggling to breathe in that, like, really green scenery was take freaking, like, there's probably. Take the mask off. Yeah, like, their whole thing is that they're telling everybody that there's something outside that is the reason they can't go out there when in reality, what if it is just what they're breathing all day, every day, that's making it so that, that they can't go outside. And literally that's why he takes the screws off of the vent. They might be getting pumped with something that once you, once he takes the helmet off now, all of a sudden, you know, we know Tim Robbins character, Bernard is in charge of information and technology that could mm -hmm. very easily just be like, they have, you know, actors that have either done this out that they're projecting on there or they're using computer technology to just show the people what them falling down and dying when they don't really. And it's almost right. like when he takes his helmet off, they cut it because 
he starts yeah. to actually breathe once he takes his helmet off. I like that a lot. My little branch to that, when I was watching it for the first time, the thing that popped in my head was that what if they are poisoning them through the mask? And I was going to bet money that when he took the mask off, he was going to be like, whoo. Yeah, but he does good. He's still but he does So that's yeah. So that's out. And I and I was like, damn, that, you know, I thought that was going to be cool because it's, you know, nobody's ever taken the mask off. It goes back to what you're saying. So taking the mask off, I thought they were going to see him rise, come back to life after the mask comes off and start walking. But again, he collapses. That we know those fallen to- people are some type of, you know, illusion that they're right. putting up Which there. Is, I know it's 140 years in the future of the just the rebellion. And we know that relics from our time are from when it was before the rebellion. So we know it's really, really far into the future. So the technology could be ridiculous. But I mean, I was watching to see if like they showed her body move when he falls onto her like there. It's like good technologies. Yeah, but we saw his view. But we, no, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm there. saying. Right. No, no one's there. We know that. We know no one is there. That's why I'm saying it's really good technology. They've got to, some really good special to, effects in the silo. They, they're doing it. They're doing this damn thing good in the silo. Um. All right. So going back really quick to the mayor, I think that when it came to all of the hierarchy that we we're talking about, my thought was that she has to be part of it just because it seems like she's too important in the hierarchy to not be given instructions. But at the same time, she does say certain things like, I don't feel like talking to judicial and and blah, blah, blah. And you see her herself questioning all those books. And she's like, and Holston, I don't I mean, know shit. She's in she's in ranks with the sheriffs. Right. She's banging one of them. I mean, maybe she's but like Holston didn't know what was going on. No, no, no. And and you know, she is herself looking at the books, talking to the deputy, saying, It's it's kind of weirding me out that I don't know anything before this, too. You know, she's like, I'm looking through the books. I want to know if there's ever been a mayor who sent a, a sheriff out, and there hasn't been. But it's freaking me out that I don't know what's been before these 140 years. Her saying that out loud, unless really she's trying to really be a good double agent to the deputy. It seems like she's at least mostly good. That's where yeah, I'm taking it. For we'll now. see. Why don't we wrap the pod with this? Right. We've talked all this time, but we haven't really talked about uh, Juliet Nichols, yeah. played by Rebecca Ferguson, who looks like she's going to be the main character moving forward. So her character to me introduced also a class compartment of this yeah. world that we didn't really see prior. Right. We, we see now that there's these people on the floor, the basement of the silo that are, they take pride in being the people that ru- that essentially keep this ship running. But also if I'm going back to my theory of, you know, they're pumping things into the silo or what have you, that's all going to be happening through the engineering side, right? Cause they're right, right. powering all the water and furnaces and everything that are coming through. Um, what did you think of her character in that first episode and, and kind of how they laid, laid her out? I thought it was a great introduction. She's going to be a badass protagonist for this show. Just like seeing her in the trenches. When you first get introduced to her, you could just tell how much of a badass she is. And then her interactions with Holston, you know, she can hold her own. He got the better of her here and there just because, like, he recognized the watch and things like that. But she was able to hold her own conversationally. She got the sheriff. And I know we already talked about this. He's starting to have those seeds planted because of of his wife. But she got him, the law-abiding citizen, to go all the way down to this tunnel and agree 
And even when he starts freaking out saying, oh, my gosh, this is a ridiculous relic. I cannot have this be around. Eventually, she has this conversation. She uses Allison. Yeah, she uses Allison. I I agree. I I thought that she had a a strong performance in the second episode. I also am a sucker for the kind of the little things, the directorial choices. Again, I I haven't read Wool yet, so I don't know if this is from the book. I imagine it is. But I thought it was cool how they show you, for example, like down in that lower floor, somebody's getting like tattooed just in the middle of in the middle of day. But the, yeah. and she has all these cool tattoos that are look like they're just like lines, right? They're just like yep, novice yep. lines on her arm. I thought it was like a really made a lot of sense. It helps flush it out. Like she was probably drunk with the people down there and just yeah, getting tattoos on her arm. And I mean, you could tell they party because when, uh, forgive me, I forget the kid's name, but when he gets leveled Cooper, up, I guess, yeah, to, Cooper. Yeah, to the apprentice, they're partying. Now she's, she's busy. She's got stuff she's worrying about. So she's not necessarily partying with them, but you could tell that these are people that are, are ready to party, but they're hard workers. They're just, you know, work hard, play hard. And obviously I, I think that he, the kid's going to be a bigger deal just because eventually it's her apprentice, right? That was the way I understood yeah. it. Um, so I feel like he's going to be her apprentice with Holston gone. She doesn't really have any confidants except the lady that fixes toasters with her, you know, the, I forget her name. Succession. But, succession. Oh, that's the, that's okay. She is the kid's mother in succession. She's okay, fantastic. Okay. So, like I said, she doesn't have a confidant. She, she doesn't know that like, her mom and brother sounds like they killed themselves. Right. She's did seen they dead bodies. Them, did they kill themselves? We don't know. It's, they haven't it's, met her father. They, he must exist because. Yeah, because it's a sanctioned relationship, a sanctioned kid. I believe she did say I've seen dead bodies. So technically, I guess he could have been dead and she didn't see his dead body. But you would have to assume he's alive. That's my assumption. I mean, unless you're really picking at words, but she doesn't like to let out her feelings. She keeps things t- close to the chest. She doesn't have Holston anymore to talk things through with. So she has her girl succession mama that she's going to talk to. So those conversations are going to give us some info just like it did in episode two. We might assume that Hooper coming in is a Cooper Hooper Cooper. Okay. I said Hooper, my boy, Hoop. my boy, Hoop comes in, my boy, Hoop comes in and he, uh, you know, he might become someone that, you know, is her apprentice or her number two that she starts to trust. And he might be part of this story. You know, again, she's the badass keep things close to the chest girl well, it leaves and... us with she told him that she didn't want to know if he was going down to the water the water unless he already did it and right. she shares with the mother from succession that he left her a note saying i found what i was looking for so he went down yep. there that's what leaves us on this cliffhanger at the end where she and... is going down and she didn't tell that to Holston, though. She cut yeah, it in half. She, yeah. She cut the note in half, and she said she's pissed. She is mad that Holston sandbagged her straight up. She thinks that he's not giving her a sign. He didn't tell her that he was going to say, I want to go out. She didn't know any of this. Like you said, three months went by. They didn't speak. She gives him something very, 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 very important to her, and they don't talk for three months. She's trusting him. He said, you have to trust me, and boom, he goes out. She's thinking at this moment she's going to see a sign. He doesn't give her anything. He apparently dies and she goes storming off. Now, the second half of the note shows, you know, that he did find what he was looking for. And that means that that rope going to the water leads somewhere. Now, she, again, is deathly afraid of this water. She goes down there. It's such a good cliffhanger. You get all the way down there. She's basically feet touching the water. 
you know, she's hanging on for dear life. The light is shining off the water. You're like staring, looking to see if there's any doors or anything, anything I could see. And then boom, fade to black. There's the credits. I was like, mm, got well, me. I, I think this is going to be the perfect question to lead the podcast on then as we await another Friday for episode three. George Wilkins character, he in the first episode, when he's looking at the schematics of the place, he sees there's the tunnel. So yep. the tunnel that she shares Holston, George Wilkins found. Now, George Wilkins, a year beforehand, moved engineering so that he could look for this tunnel, you would imagine, because right. he transferred there. He's got to have a house, mm-hmm. but he's got a bed down in the tunnel. Are you calling creep move by George Wilkins to build a bed in the tunnel before <laughs> he's even before he's even fucking? <laughs> he's confident. He, he's confident, he's, but I guess we have to assume he's literally again. making a shag pad down there. Before <laughs> I found that so funny that they have like a bed that they fucking down in like the tunnel. It's like, yeah. when did George put the he took pillows down there? All jokes aside, it also opens up the possibility that she loves George Wilkins. But did George Wilkins just get in a relationship with her because she's an engineer and she could get him to the tunnel? Hmm. Okay, so that's that's adding a little bit of a different twist that I wasn't I wasn't expecting, Tyler. Okay, so you're saying that we might find out that he has had some nefarious. Wanted to find the truth, but for him to be killed, he had to be close to the truth, which you know is the implication here. But it also could have been that he was in ranks with somebody from judicial to find this information. And got too close to the sun, and he was using Juliet. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, I'm similarly, saying, I don't really he trust the guy that builds a shag pad. Down. <laughs> he, he builds a shag. Now, I want to. I want to give my boy a, a little bit of a defense here, and I want to use your defense. I'm thinking my initial thoughts when I saw the shag pad was that we don't know where he lived, but if he goes down there, he probably is going to be working down there for days because if you're going, you're going now again, I, I mean, I don't know how he can't be works. down there for days. Yeah, I mean, though, you got to go into work and stuff, yeah, he's but, got work. but I mean, you know that they're, they're going down far. I don't know how time works. I mean, it there took was a while like for, nice pillows on that shag pad. They had like a little thing. I mean, like, was there any satin or, or any, <laughs> was there I any mean, uh, leopard print or, or mirrors on the ceiling or anything? I don't know. Too much. I just am imagining the first time he took Juliet down. He's like, Oh, what, what, what is do, this? I got know? this bed over here. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You, are you tired? I'm kind of, I'm getting kind of tired. Just, yeah. just brings her down to the, the shag pad. Oh, here's a bottle of the good old whiskey that I got <laughs> going on. Over here. Now, how do you know that he didn't show her the tunnel? And then they, they built that shag pad together. They could have, but I'm just, yeah, I know. I you're just, just throwing Vince town theories out there. I know. I you're just want to, I you're just stirring wanna, the pot. I'm stirring the pot. That's what I do. I also just want to acknowledge that, you know, it's it's a little sketchy. Yeah, the guy goes engineering, has a shag pad down there. I mean, maybe they build it together, but I imagine he uncovered the tunnel first. Who knows? And also, I just want to say, too, I thought it was cool shit that the other half of the note meant something and she was able to to follow the, you know, the Reese's Pieces to get to where she needed to go. But pretty ballsy of him to hang it from a freaking uh, rafter by a fish wire i guess whatever it is i guess it has to be light enough that he trusts it wasn't going to snap and go into the water at any point 
But that was a cool reveal. She goes down the tunnel situation, everything about it. Everything looked great. Phenomenal. Like you said, the silos cool as hell. You're going through marketplaces, seeing how marketplaces work. There's there's food carts, there's food trucks like, you know, it's just like the no- a normal city. You see the porters who have to be shredded as hell if they're just freaking going down and up, all down and up, just down and up. Just duty. Yeah. During Freedom Day, they had the slide for the kids, which is cool as shit. You see the kid going down the slide. There's a lot of world building stuff that they did do in, in the two episodes that I liked a lot. I think that you had a very, very valid point. And I actually love how you pretty much convinced me straight up. Like I had a little bit of a thought that we are going to see more of Holston and Allison outside and maybe there'll be two parts of the story. But I do think that you convinced me pretty much a hundred percent that the story you gave me this whole love story thing with Juliet and Wilkins. And now you're telling me he's a, he's a sandbagger dude. But anyway, the whole dude, thing, I'm just, Juliet, I'm just taking, yeah, I'm just taking you for a ride this part. Yeah. That's take what me it for is. a ride. Juliet and Wilkins. That's the big, big overarching story. But I loved how you said we needed to see a relationship like Holston and Allison exist because there are other versions of them that have existed over the years. They're just planning us and showing us one that just so happens to lead into the major story. And I I really do like that a lot. I think that there's going to have to be something where we see, obviously, where outside goes to. Um my last question for you, and I, I do think this is wrong, but again, we always throw those freaking darts and see what happens, see if it lands on the bullseye. But when it comes to was it the all outside a dream? world, is that what you're? <laughs> yeah. Are they are they institutionalized <laughs> and they just been a hallucinating? They've been dead the whole. Thing? They've been dead the whole time. Yeah. Sorry, Allison, Allison was a ghost the whole time. And <laughs> anyway, we have a situation where you can't go outside. That's what they think. They say, you know, we don't know when it's going to be okay to go outside, but today's not the day. Now, we're going nefarious route. We're saying that they make it look shitty out there to scare them, and they make it look like you're not going out. We have no idea what the mystery is of why they don't want them to go out, why the big hierarchy does not want anyone to leave. What if it is nice looking out there, but the air really isn't able to be breathed, and they're just trying to scare you more. If you saw sunlight and birds and and all this stuff, you're like, why can't we go out there? Oh, you're telling me I can't breathe the air? Like that's bullshit. I don't believe this. I just I do think there has to be for this story something where there is a nefarious reason, and and you know there is another option to go out into the world, and there's a reason why they don't want them to. But I just want to bring it up that you know is there a yeah, possibility? Maybe, maybe they're maybe they're doing right by them. You know, the, but then there's no what's the story? The, the name mean, of this book is Wool, so there has to be you know something that they're producing potentially in the silo that is the reason for their existence. And I think like any good show, two episodes in, I feel like I have a handle of the characters. There's a lot of questions that we won't know the answers to, but I'm excited to see. And I just think for me, we're going to play a game every pod and it's going to be called Tim Robbins or common. (laughs) And if an episode is swinging with more common than Tim Robbins, I can tell you right now that I'm going to start being like, what the fuck set. (laughs) <laughs> but 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 if we're staying on a good, you know, plus 50% Tim Robbins side, then I think we're going to be in a good spot. But I'm uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. Timani, thank you so much for joining the pod. This is our show for the next eight episodes, I believe. And we, we'll probably have some guests. Luke from the pod, Kyle from the pod will be jumping in if they have some time. Like I said, they've been covering. They've been busy working on Yellow Jacket Succession. 
uh, Mandalorian, all this stuff. So this is a tag team. I don't duo think we group. really. Yeah, I don't think we really want them anyway. We don't. We don't need them. We don't need yeah. them. But again, guys, if you're listening from the silo feed, we really appreciate you finding us on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasts. Hit that subscribe, but also check out our Benstown TV feed where you can find all of our other shows that we've been covering three years worth. We're just about to hit our three year anniversary. We've covered a lot of shows. You can find all of them at BenstownTV.com or you can just check us out on, on any of your favorite podcasts. This will also be on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, the like button. We appreciate every single one of you. Yellow Jackets and Succession have been a huge hit for us recently with people hitting us up on Instagram, YouTube comments, Twitter, giving us theories, telling us we're doing great, telling us what the problems are, anything. We love talking to all of you, so just hit us up, Tyler. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear. Yeah, I want to hear the silo takes. I think uh, you know I was a starting pitcher and I threw everything I had at the uh, at the silo takes, but I'd love to hear some listeners you threw, out you there. You threw a wrench at me with the first one with uh, Holson and Allison's amazing. Like I really do think you got me there. You changed my mind on that whole for the whole overarching story. But the wrench with Wilkins, you're, I'm, I'm getting those feels, dude. I'm feeling it. I need to, I need to hear what the fans think about that because that one kind of, that one kind of freaking stirred the pot on me. You crazy for this? You crazy for this one, too, buddy? <laughs> All right, guys, let us know. Let us know what you think. We'll see you next week. Uh, again, if you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. If you're on the podcast, thanks for listening. We are Benstown TV, and thank you so much. We love you guys. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.